SMB Wisdom acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands upon which we have recorded this podcast today. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Hello and welcome to the SMB Wisdom podcast, coming to you from the land of the Yuggera and Turrbal people. My name is Alice Rue and I'm a partner at SMB Advisory, the proud sponsors of this podcast. The SMB Wisdom podcast is a forum to provide value tips for business owners from an extended network of experts on their topics of expertise. I'm so very blessed to have an amazing network of people who are fabulous at what they do. They might be accountants, lawyers, business owners, or any number of individuals that day in, day out, deal with the issues and problems that can plague small and medium business owners and come up with solutions, outcomes, and results to assist It's now my mission to bring some of this knowledge to small and medium business owners to assist them in making their good businesses great and their great businesses fabulous. Now on with today's episode. Well, welcome back everyone and thanks for joining us today again for our SMB Wisdom International Women's Day Showcase for 2023. As you're no doubt aware, International Women's Day is celebrated on the 8th of March and this year the theme is Embrace Equity. As part of many IWD celebrations, we've have, we have a month-long showcase of some of the amazing women I know and have worked with or alongside in various fields to show just how amazing women can be. As an insolvency practitioner, I do like to look at the learnings that come about from businesses or ventures that might find themselves in distress in order to advise others on how to attempt to mitigate against making similar mistakes in the future. And in the same vein, I like to look to my colleagues, contacts and friends to hear what they've learned from their different experiences, as I think it builds towards a wealth of knowledge. And this is why in this series, I'm talking with a number of amazing women to hear about their career journeys, the role of mentors and sponsors in their careers, and any advice they may have for others in similar circumstances. Today, I'm speaking with Kelly Hansel from Elevate Lawyers. Kelly is a legal practice director at Elevate Lawyers in Brisbane. Kelly primarily focuses her practice in insolvency, commercial litigation and dispute resolution. Before being appointed as legal practice director, Kelly trained and qualified as a joint junior solicitor at a Brisbane-based mid-tier firm, where she worked in the commercial litigation and dispute resolution team before moving to a Brisbane-based boutique firm to practice primarily in insolvency and commercial litigation. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Lovely to have you here. Super happy to be here. I'll start off today just by asking the traditional land that you're coming to us from. Brisbane. Excellent. So that's the Yuggera and Turrbal people. Correct. Excellent. Thank you for that. Um, Now, Kelly, we've heard your bio and we know that you're a lawyer, but can you give us maybe a bit of a run through as to how you made it to being the legal practice director? What was sort of your career path and how did you get here? In a wild ride. Um, so actually this year is my 10 years post-admission. So it's a beautiful time to you and it has gone very quickly. Um, but it's been a great time to be appointed to um, running the head of the firm. So originally I um, was born in South Africa. So I had been to school there and my family moved out together. Um, and then I studied uh, in um, Australia, obviously, and then ended up getting up getting a job um, in Brisbane. So all throughout school, obviously, I loved English um, and that was one of my strengths. So uh, law was recommended to me and I found myself um, in the commercial litigation team um, at Rostrum Carlisle and that's where I started. I had an amazing um, mentor 
there in the commercial litigation team and we still have an amazing relationship now and we call one another um, and float things um, all the time. So that obviously has really helped and assisted. Um, and I was across the bankruptcy courts um, and the winding up lists and through spending time in those courts, you really do find your networks. Um, and through appearing with my peers now, I am able to brief counsel at my level. Um, and I mean, um, they have been an amazing attribute to my practice because mm. I'm so busy trying to bring in work now that I, it's, I, I really don't have much time um, to be spending on lots of the advice work that I need to be doing now. And in making those connections in those courts, I now get to brief those barristers, introduce them to clients and get to to use them in that way. Obviously, um, my upward step hasn't come with a lot of hard work and long hours. Um, I remember the uh, partner at Rostron Carlisle telling me that, you know, law is, is long hours and asking me whether I was prepared for it. And at the time, of course, I was. I didn't really have anything else going on in my life. So... Mm-hmm. When you're you're fresh out of university and you've got this first role, I, it was normal for, you know, my 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 call my my work phone to be going at seven thirty in the pond asking where this was and where this was, and you know it was normal to be working until eight o'clock at night time. But I'm glad that that shift has changed now. Um, I don't think it's at all sustainable, and it it's actually I find it. Um, the youth now, um, I wish I'd been more like them um, and putting their mental health first. Um, but in any event, you don't get anywhere without hard work. So um, I did my dues as a junior solicitor um, and then I uh, moved to an international firm. I was at KL Gates for a while in the commercial litigation team um, and then moved to this boutique firm now, which has um, gone through a few changes, but it's... Um, now Adam and I are, are leading the practice and I'm happy to be able to be um, a female practice director. And obviously in talking with the team yesterday, um, a lot of the junior solicitors said that they had never really known like a female role model in this industry. And I I just I just circle back to that and I just think it's, it's so astounding that that can be the case. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? It's definitely... Um... It's definitely a male-dominated area, and I've been talking, obviously, about this a little bit recently, and we have been lucky that um, in different times we've had specific people, each of us, you know, that we've been able to see. But I actually was speaking to someone recently that said, you know, you've got to seek them out as well. And sometimes if you're not in the right place at the right time, it is quite easy to be to think that we're not, um, you know, there's not a lot of females around, where there actually is, but not necessarily at that higher level as well. They don't even fall into your lap. And even we were talking about the Queensland Law Society, the number of solicitors in recent years, it's been the first time that there are actually now more registered solicitors than males. Mm. But, however, you're just not seeing them in those those higher, um, which hopefully can change. Um, yeah. it, it's just... It just doesn't make sense to me. No, and it's, it's funny, and I I normally, I have said this a lot in the past, I don't think I have through this um, series yet, but I will say it now. It's I think people do get quite sick of seeing me, um, but one of the reasons I am in everybody's face a lot of the time is just to try and normalise the fact that, you know, you can be a female at a senior level in this industry um, and nobody... <laughs> I don't think anybody should really have an excuse that they can't name anybody because, you know, um, I, I'm probably a little bit 
too much everywhere for my own good. But that's, there's a reason behind that. There's a method to the madness, right? Oh, definitely. And you know, in this industry, it's a lot of uh, who's getting the next job. Oh, I saw this person there and I saw them lost. Oh, so they're getting the job. That's how it goes sometimes. No, look, totally. I totally agree with that. Um, so I guess moving through that, and you've talked, spoken to us a little bit about sort of your mentors that you've had, um, but especially given, you know, what your staff or your team said to you yesterday about the lack of visibility of senior women um, and what you're also talking about in terms of um, insolvency industry. Can you talk to me a little bit about your mentors and sponsors and how they have actually played that role in your career? So interestingly, um, my husband is also a solicitor, but he went to university with um, a very strong female who I admire chat to all the time. She worked at top tiers. Um, she was up in Ellison for very many years, um, worked in Melbourne and then came up here to the Brisbane office. And anyway, she is um, legal head of um, legal counsel now as she worked at Vice Media in London. So smashing goals. She is absolutely amazing to talk to. So she was in the employment team um, when she was at Mintelson as well. So she gives me lots of advice um, that goes to almost every area. Obviously, she did um, a lot of work in the mines up here. So she was putting on her high vis. She was, you know, going to the Qantas lounge. She was, you know, traveling every week. She was with all the the, um, the miners. Uh, so she knows what it's like to be in a male-dominated industry. I mean, mm can only imagine what that would have been like working um for her but oh, has always given me the best advice is really straight up um she's only like two years older than me and she's just doing fabulously well um she lives this amazing life obviously works very hard it hasn't come easy um but it comes from a good family obviously um you know just has positioned herself and used um, her hardworking ethics and now has this incredible job overseas and has not, you know, like I say, hasn't come easily to her and she has had things go down at work. She has had to deal with disputes, um, allegations made against her. Um, So, you know, uh, that has always been uh, my point of call. And, And even though we're not in the same area, um her practice is so broad obviously being general legal counsel um that she can give me lots of advice when i need it um and is practical about it as well and being a female obviously she understands all of the hardships that we would be facing um in a career that's so male dominated given that she's been through it herself no absolutely Um, and you think that um you know, with your mentors and your sponsors, well, sponsors are a little bit different, but with your mentors, you don't actually need them to do exactly the same that you do. And sometimes it's better that they don't because they can actually take a, a more sort of bird's eye view, I think, of a specific situation and sometimes give you some guidance that you otherwise wouldn't have even thought of and others around you in your immediate sort of industry may not have thought of either. Definitely. And then there is a, another solicitor who's also just my partner um, at AJ & Co. And we have kind of been in the traps together from day one. Um, and, uh, you know, she's introduced me to many barristers, uh, partners at other firms. She's been through McCullough Robertson. She's worked at um, other mid-tier firms as well. So she actually introduced me to a network of people when I first moved to Brisbane. So we lived together um, for a while. Mm-hmm. 
um, and she's been able to, to introduce me to this network of people um, and has also put me up for roles um, if and when I've, I've needed them. So she's been a fantastic person and to bounce ideas off and when a specific issue comes up, you know, um, in terms of technical legal arguments, um, she is amazing to talk to in that regard. And also client management. So now I'm finding that we're both in the same role. Um, we are seeing each other all the time because we're out with clients and we're going to all of these functions. And so it's it's fantastic. And you never know where life will take you. So it's incredible to keep these networks open. And Brisbane is just such a small legal community. Um, you will see the same faces. It's all the usual suspects. <laughs> Isn't it? No, I think that's right. And I, I think there is a really important sort of piece there as well around sort of you you strive really hard technically in your area to, to get to a specific point. But then in order to progress, you necessarily, don't you, you move into that more people management, client management and, um, you know, and revenue attraction part of the firm as well. And sometimes you need mentors in those specific areas to actually talk to because it's quite different and it can be very different to, you know, what you've actually put so many um, hours and, and hard yards into doing in the rest of your career. 100%. And then also I think it's important to have varied mentors too like you don't particularly need to have mentors who are in your area either like I have a really amazing friend who has been such a support through having children she's got three um, so she's a few years ahead of me and has just been the most empathetic beautiful person but is a radiographer and has her own very busy practice so again it the the issues that you face are not as a female, I find, um, particularly a mother, are not specific to your industry. It's 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 everywhere. And, you know, she's dealing with, with issues um, with her um, industry in terms of her being on maternity leave and then, you know, having to keep up with requirements and, and whatnot. So we've been able to, to have lots of discussions about these things and, and be in each other's corner when the baby's been up all night. <laughs> no, of course, absolutely. And I think, Look, that's really valuable. And I think that there's a, a really good piece there as well around, you know, how you can work differently. Like when you're actually talking to people who are either in government or in health or in other senior roles, you know, that are separate to the roles that we're in, you can sort of look at what they're doing and how they're doing it and what may or may not work um, that may not be. Um, you know, really common in our industry and bring it back in, you know, and really use all those um those, uh, I guess, suggestions and um, opportunities that are available to try and build what we have within our industry as well. Totally. And then I cannot not mention my uh, maid of honour who was at our wedding and she runs a busy dental practice. She has two children. Um, she also runs a Pilates studio. So she wow. is just killing it at life. And her husband actually stays at home with kids. So that is an incredible turning things on their head and she always has amazing suggestions to me about how to get things done how to run things and that's just she she thinks so differently to me mm. um and her husband um my husband and her are actually quite similar so it explains why I'm married to Nathan and then she's my best friend and they get on so well together as well makes perfect so that's sense. just a complete yes it's just it, it just it makes it just works and so sometimes I just need to get out of the legal mind frame that I'm in and have a fresh look at something else and this is why I also you know I always talk to everyone people are in the, their advice that they have is invaluable it doesn't matter if it's you know a cleaner or a doctor or a teacher or a government worker or a legal practice director it doesn't matter they all have been through life and they have 
they have things to share. So I think that's important. Oh, very, very, very valid wisdom, I think, come from a lot of different <laughs> And sometimes before you even know, you know, before you even recognise what you're hearing, um, you know, it can be very valuable. So I think um, that sort of turns us on to our next question, which you may have already addressed in part, but um, you seem to have an amazing network of females around you. And I was just going to ask how that then sort of encouraged and has influenced your journey having that network. So I guess, and I, I didn't even really think about it a lot until recently, but I, I mean, I am very social. And so I have always made an effort to go to those firm drinks and, you know, go out with clients whenever there was an opportunity or whenever a firm, a firm event was on. I was always a yes. Doesn't matter if I had to peel myself off the couch um, and was super tired and, and had a busy week. I, I really do think that that has increased this network so much and the fact that I am pretty, you know, chatty. I do love having a having a talk with someone because you just you just don't know in life where those conversations will lead. And like I had said, spending my time in bankruptcy court, spending my time in winding up court, you know, I, I now have these networks of amazing barristers, solicitors, people I can talk to, hey, oh, this hasn't come up in one of my matters before. Have your experiences? What's this registrar like? What's this judge like? What do you think of them? Oh, do they have bad days? I'm running this really technical argument. Do you think it'll get up? And mm -hmm. it's just from being there and being out there and listening. And sometimes it's not about talking, talking, talking about yourself. It's also taking a step back and and listening to what other people might have to say. Um, I also think the fact that I'm, I'm South African as well helps with that because half of the country seems to be South African <laughs> everywhere I go. I offer concert around me. It's it's ridiculous. I have all of my I have five really great school friends who live here now, which is yeah. insane. They were some of my best friends in in school. So that is always interesting because that's easy to open with. Um, and then. You know, even before we got married, I I didn't even know whether I wanted children. And I was so honest with my husband about that. Um, and he knew that, you know, that was a risk. Um, and my career has always been very important to me. Um, and I studied hard and I it, I always saw that as an investment in myself. Uh, and no one could ever take that away from me. Um, and that's why I worked really hard. Um, and then I didn't want to lose that um in getting married and having babies and I always wanted to have my professional um integrity as well not that you can't have both but I guess just being young I thought you can't have it all and that's what I think has been thrown upon us it's you have to make these compromises and mm -hmm. I think that in getting a little older and a little wiser and getting better at balancing things you know I I don't want to play devil's advocate and say oh you can have it all and it's so easy because days it's not at all um but you can definitely work to having more of that work-life balance and so I seem to have aligned myself with people who are that way inclined now and have, who have proven that you know they can have their dream job and put in the long hours and have their family and have an amazing home life and it not be one is neglected and then you know you circle back to the other when you have time so um I mean, I, I just have seemed to align myself with these people. And some are South African, some are Australian, some are living in London, some are all over the world. Um, but I just, yeah. yeah, you're drawn to these people and, and you exude that kind of energy. So I, that is also just what is attracted to me. And, and of course, 
you know, having been through this um, practice management when I was pregnant, about to deliver our second baby, it, it's a talking point. It's interesting, you know. Um, likely, I have junior solicitors now who, and and even people who are studying, and they are working insane hours because we're so busy, and they're studying at the same time. I didn't do that. Mm. I mean. I worked at a little juice bar when I was studying and it was it was relaxed and I, I could focus on my studies. And, you know, I was an international student at the time and my parents worked hard, um, but I didn't have that financial obligation of, of trying to help in terms of paying for my university and whatnot. So, you know, you have to take all of those things into account and you have to celebrate people. Like, I, yeah, I, I absolutely. Really, like, oh, I, I make, totally agree, yeah. I make a big thing of celebrations. Um, mm. it, anything happens at work it's a morning tea it's a lunch it's people need to feel appreciated and I, you know it's a big thing for junior staff to be doing five subjects at university and working a full-time role like this it's hard no it is and I think it's a really valid point because I think people tend to say you know oh, well when we went through it was a bit different when we went through we had to work you know however many hours and it was always different and I often go back to um, uni to college. I stayed at college at um, UQ when I was uh, going through. And I often go back to college and, um, you know, for their academic nights or for their, well, they've got a Women's Day uh, breakfast next week off and go back to college. And you hear what the college students are doing as undergrads. And it makes me, in any event, feel incredibly inept. And you think, my goodness, you know, I was lucky to get to a class on a Friday. I had a part-time job at a news agent. Yeah, you, you did four subjects, five, whatever it is, as a full-time student. Um, you know, you go to class, you come home, you have the social life, and then you look at what these kids are doing these days. And my nephew has just started as a fresher um, at St John's as well, and it's just phenomenal. And you were like, I just, you know, it's so different, right, how much is getting done and the dedication and, while well, absolutely there are boundaries and it is different, um, there is still a lot um, going on that, you know, time juggling and all of these things with these um, these kids coming through and the grads that we're seeing as you're talking about, um, it is credit where credit Yeah, 100%. The dynamic is so different. And also, I wanted it to be different now. I, I don't want the junior staff to experience the things that I went through, particularly the bad things. I don't like, I'm not one for, oh, I have to do it. So now you have to do it. I just don't see any merit in that. I think that's ridiculous. And, you know, I find myself in that position all the time when I'm appearing before and sometimes I wonder maybe if the judges you know think back to what it was like when we were standing there when they were there making those submissions or when you have a tough day in court it's difficult it is no absolutely and I guess that probably can move us on to when you were sort of starting out and when you were sort of going through the you know the wind-ups lists and the bankruptcy lists and um you were sort of coming as a junior is there anything that you wish that your junior self knew now that you would be able to tell them most things are fixable. <laughs> Most things are fixable. I I remember, you know, being so stressed about court debt. Absolutely, they are very important. But if in special circumstances, if you have to move things around, most often you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also adage, you know, everyone talks about it and it's so cliched, but really don't sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember obsessing about super rivers and, and and it was just around the the um practice directors that I was at that moment in time and you know that was so particular about those things like that. I'm 
I have a more laissez-faire type attitude to these things um, and I look at things as a whole. Um, so, and if your work is good and you put, if you put in the hard work, the rewards will come. It may not be immediate and don't get impatient. Law in your um, practice area too, it's it's definitely a long game. Um, so I, I feel like particularly now people are more just wanting instant rewards and it just doesn't work like that. Um, I know, you know, lots of people are getting rich quick by other means and I think everyone wants to do that, but not everyone is placed to do that. Um, and there is no shortcut to hard work. You have to. There is not. Work. I totally agree with you there. And um, it's funny because, you know, I get asked as well because, you know, I, I sort of was relatively young when I got um, my registrations and to partnership and, and that sort of thing back in the day. Mind you, again, most people are young these days because they sort of go through. You think about how young I was, probably not classified as young anymore. Um, but everyone used to say, oh, my goodness, you know, you've progressed really quickly. How have you done that? And I said, you know, I reckon for probably the first six or seven years of my career, I worked at least 15 hours days. So when you actually look at that and you think, well, that's twice as much as anybody else worked um, at that point in time, um, no wonder it happened quickly like it wasn't something that just happened because there was no politics behind it or you know i can guarantee i was a genius or anything that was you know absolutely running through but it was hard work and putting in a lot of hours and being very focused and then that was what happens at the end so i think um absolutely what you're saying is right you know take all the advantages take the opportunities and by all means you know use what you've got but there's no substitute i don't think for hard work and dedication there isn't. You you get in what you put out. And, of course, circumstances do come into play. I've been lucky enough to have amazing shareholders, you know, behind me who have been, you know, front and centre in my life for a very long time. They've been at, a, you know, our wedding and they've been there through the birth of our children and they've been super supportive through very difficult times in my life. So, you know, I'm not going to, to shortcut that either. Um, I wouldn't be here without their support. Um, but I work... I worked really hard. I mean, I, the practice management I did before becoming legal practice director, I didn't take any time off work. I was still servicing clients, appearing in court. I barely had time to go to the bathroom or eat. And then I was doing those intensive lectures and all of the assignments. And the trust accounting exam <laughs> with an 80% pass mark, that was difficult for a lawyer. That's right. <laughs> for a lawyer who's good at English. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's, you know what, I think it's a really valid point. And I do think we need to sort of talk about it a little bit more. It's not just an easy ride. It is, you know, people don't tend to like the thought that, you know, it, it you actually do need to work quite hard and, and not everything's easy and it can be a bit gritty at times, but that's the reality. And, um, you know, thank you very much for sharing some of those stories because I think that that's really, really relevant. Um, do you have any role models? What is your, your, do you have any sort of focused female role models that, um, you know, that you think of? This is actually a really interesting one. So um, I love champagne. I am like a champagne enthusiast. Um, I will never say no glass of champagne. And my husband and I actually did, um, for my 30th birthday, we went um, across to Champagne. So we went down to the Crayers, we visited Verve Clicquot um, and um, we did a tour um, 
as well and it was amazing and in doing this tour I kind of got the background to Madame Clicquot Mm. who was the head of the brand now this was in the 1800s it was unheard of in this time for a woman to take over an international business so her husband died um, and the business was ultimately going to be liquidated Um, because of course in those times a woman had to have the approval of her husband to even go to the library to get a book or to study or to do anything so women in these times could not do anything and so she went to her father-in-law and asked her whether she could have the opportunity to run the business before he got rid of it ultimately um, he gave her that opportunity um, and it was in very difficult times that she turned it was a fledgling champagne house in that time she turned this into a an international brand um she made um networks with the russians in order to get the champagne out to russia um there were difficult times going on in the world so she marketed um that network she made the first um it was you know, it, it was a sweet champagne at that time. Um, so she got the front foot on that. Um, she had a daughter, a Clementine. So she had some hard times um, and turned this upside down and was the first international businesswoman. So, I mean, I look at that and, and I'm just in awe of what she did. And she was a pioneer of her time. And, I mean, I love the history behind it and the fact that I can align with something like that and say... I can use that as as an inspiration and, and look what she did in that time. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm so much sure I'm wrong so, being all um, you know, all over it and us feeling inept. It's all the the older, you know, generations and the uh, ancestors as well. If you look at if you look at anything, like obviously Marit Hennessy owns um very quicker and now yeah. they're there and everything. And if you look at international designers, it's all men. Mm-hmm. Like you know, so the fact that she could do this in her time proves that, you know, she just worked so hard and it, it proves that it can be done. So really in 2023, when we're looking at the numbers and we're going, oh, why? We're just not seeing these these females in, the, in these positions. With that, we really kind of, we need to get out there and, and be talking about this stuff because if Madame Clicquot could do that, I mean, we don't have any excuse not to. No, so, that's uh, right. I, I mean, yeah. and then also I love my fashion. So I look at people like Coco Chanel. I look yeah. at people like Anna Wintour. And again, back to working hard. People maybe look at this and they think, oh, it's, you know, it's so glamorous. They just strut around. But they didn't get there without working hard. No, so, you know, and... And I can appreciate these beautiful things. And, and I love knowing the story behind these things. So um, I take pride in aligning myself this, um, and particularly the Madame Clicquot story, um, given that we visited there um, and, and have enjoyed that artwork ourselves. So, I mean, I just love that story. I, I tell everyone. No, it's it is a great story. Thanks for bringing it into this forum because it's one I do love um, love uh, talking about and um, and listening to as well. So that's it. That's excellent. Thank you very much for that. Um, finally today, do you have any advice for young female professionals starting out in their careers? Definitely. So I remember being junior and thinking, oh, all right, um, I really want to, to hone my practice now and I want to be a partner, um, a legal practice director at some point, so what do I need to do? And um, given my husband has 
his own firm as well I, and and I look at how busy he is and, and he, he just had all this work coming in and I just thought oh my god how does he get so much work um the work follows you so you I find in a climate like this you don't even really actively need to market if you don't want to you don't have to be the most social person in the room your quality of work stands for itself and that's what I'm finding um so I wish that I had known because I spent countless hours stressing about whether the phone would ring and where the work's coming from and, oh, you know, Islam, legal practice, I'm not going to get any work. Like, I just don't know what to do. But do your job. Focus on the quality of your work. Learn. I was told to take the the Uniform Civil Procedure book home at night times and read it. Oh <laughs> not telling people to do that obviously be across you know the cases and talk to people about, about what's going on and i find linkedin an amazing forum for that um so many people uh post really useful articles about what's happening in the insolvency scene um so just you don't even have to be an active participant in that you can just learn and absorb and talk to people and don't worry so much about where the work's coming from it will follow you you just focus on the quality and expand your networks don't i I, I kind of have this thing in my head and don't ever say no to an opportunity. You lean in, you lean mm. in, particularly if it's, if it's outside of, of your comfort zone, I think that's even better. And you know what, if you're not, if you're not confident, take a friend. Um, I remember even in those first few years when maybe I would have been invited to something, don't be afraid to ask for a plus one if you feel like you you'd like a buffer um, or else sometimes it's best going to those things on your own and then you, you know, you're not responsible to anyone, you're not responsible for to a partner you don't have to really like concoct what to say and you can just be yourself and have these honest conversations with people um and you know particularly uh brisbane is a, is a small legal scene so get across it mm, no absolutely look thank you so much for all of that wisdom and thanks for your time today kelly this has been fabulous it's always really lovely to learn about everyone's journey where they've come from but just um their thoughts on different things as well i found it incredibly valuable thank you so much Really appreciate the opportunity. Um, and thank you to our listeners. Please make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our fabulous 2023 IWD showcase. Talk soon. And until then, be wise in business. Thanks, Kelly. Thank Bye. SMB Wisdom is proudly sponsored by SMB Advisory. SMB Advisory is a specialist firm of chartered accountants dedicated to providing specialist insolvency services to financiers, advisors, directors and individuals. The team at SMB Advisory are a safe set of hands to talk through your options when things get tough or when you find yourself in a tricky business situation and you're not sure what's next. Call the team on 1800 762 238 or send a message through the website www.smbadvisory.com.au to talk through the next steps in your business journey.